Mix 108 Morning Brew on Mix 108. Wednesday morning, first day of summer. It's Nick and Jen here with you. And uh, you've got some news about one of your favorite artists right now. Yeah, I love me some Morgan Wallen and his ex-fiance, Katie Smith. Okay. Uh, they have a son together. They co-parent very well. Little Indy. Okay. Um, Katie has a dog. It's a great Pyrenees. They're livestock guardians. Sure. She rescued it not too long ago. And Indy, as two-year-old boys do, was climbing and playing and probably pulling things that he shouldn't, a tail or a hair. Sure, right. And the dog bit him in the face. Oh, no. It's like my worst nightmare. That's frightening. So, yeah. Uh, He's going to be okay. Good, okay. And his face is going to be okay. Good. And uh, how scary. No kidding. So, uh, when she posted this on Instagram, people chimed in immediately. Sure. Fast and furious. Sure. Um, euthanize that dog. Get rid of that dog. Put it down. Kill it. You know, I get that. I mean, right. what if he would have like taken a chunk out of Indy's sure. face? Sure. But she's taking a different route and she's going to rehome the dog. Okay. To a home with no children. And, uh, well, and that's, that's, that that's a good point. So there are just some pets that aren't good in certain environments and and maybe that's the case in this situation yep. that's really all you, maybe you don't know where it came from or right. or what its past is sure uh, especially when you have kids you might want to be careful with that right oh time to get up time to wake up <laughs> <laughs> i hit my snooze a few too many times this morning <laughs> do you okay super quick side note sorry to, to sidetrack here but are you someone that sets one alarm or several alarms i have several like when you say several like three four five ten uh, so far, two. Okay. But I'm new to the gig, so I'm excited. When <laughs> so, the novelty may wear off in a few years. Okay, I was going to say, so a couple weeks from now, it'll be 10 alarms. <laughs> it's a 10 alarm get up call. No, I, just, I open one eye and I take my thumb and I go, snooze. <laughs> so I actually, uh, I have a couple that I set on mine. We're so totally off the original track here, but... Um, I, there's been a few times where if I know I'm going to be like not getting enough sleep, I will put my phone across the room. So I have to get up. Otherwise I just reach over, hit the phone. That's brutal. And then it's bad news. Otherwise you wake up and go, it's seven oh 15. <laughs> That's never happened before. Thankfully, but ugh. knock on wood. Not yet. Anyway. So, uh, well, thank you for sharing. And I'm, I'm glad that, that the situation is is being taken care of in, in a reasonably positive way. Yeah. And the kids are going to be okay. That's the good news. That's the best part of it. And I'm right. like, hey, Indy, if you need any help in healing or someone to take care of you while you're in your dad's care, I um, I can help. Just trying to lean into anywhere you can just get a little connection with I'm Morgan. trying to be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Super funny. Music on the way for you soon. We're going to hear from Glass Animals, Miley Cyrus, and more all coming up here in Mixing Week. Mix 108 Morning Brew on Mix 108. Only fitting we'd be talking coffee, Morning Brew. Uh, So there's a brand new coffee shop that literally just opened a couple of days ago. Sunday was their grand opening. Uh, And and super exciting. They're a very unique coffee shop in the sense that some of the things they do when they offer and the names of some of their beverages are unlike anything else you'll find in Duluth. Is there a bit of a theme? There's a bit of a theme. So the name of this place is The Lock Cafe and Games. Now the idea behind it is... It's geared toward, obviously, coffee lovers and food lovers because they've got a great menu of food and beverage items. But they also have a selection of uh, card and board gaming supplies, games and collectibles. And they're uh, looking to, and they've actually started doing nightly game uh, when events. When you say games, could you please? Yeah, yeah. So we're talking like anywhere from like casual family board games to Dungeons and Dragons to Pokemon, uh, the card game. I mean, a variety of different things. And um, so... The story is I actually got to talk to the, the, the husband-wife team that opened the store up. Their names are Aaron and Matt, and uh, they 
we're trying to figure out exactly what to do to harness their 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 dreams, if you will. And uh, she's a big coffee fan. He's been a fan of the the world of gaming, you know, your your tabletop games and whatnot since he was a kid. And so, as a couple, they're married. They're like, we need to figure out what to do with this. And they got the inspiration uh, to just put their two passions together and create a business around it. That's amazing. It's super cool that they're able to chase their passions like this. They've actually seen other businesses. There's a couple in the Twin Cities that are similar to this, where there's a coffee shop built around uh, types of gaming and things like that, too. How and so you they not have fun yeah. while sitting, sipping on your favorite beverage, eating something delish, and just hanging out with friends. No stress there. <laughs> so, and the environment is super, super cool. And it's in, it's in, it's a neighborhood setting. It's an up, down, two level business that they're running. And so the main level coffee shop, you know, they've got uh, sandwiches, wraps, salads. They had some soups available. Breakfast items. Oh, that's uh, where the serving counter is. Downstairs. Yeah, your your breakfast bar, your your coffee bar area, and of course they've got a variety of teas, cappuccinos, lattes, um, mochas, things like that. So they've got some different things named after different uh, like anime characters and different gaming characters and things like that. The thing that struck me best is as a little bit of a Star Wars nerd, their mochas have a Star Wars theme. Did so you get one? I did get one. <laughs> Of course I did. Of course you did. What was the... So they they have two different types of milk that they allegedly they use. They're, they're not actually really this. So they have, um, they have Bantha milk, which is like their lighter version. And then they have the dark side, Ooh. which that's... I, I went on the dark side. Of course you did. Of course I did. Uh, but so the space itself, main level, very much just looks like a coffee shop. And then they've got an area actually along one of the walls that has a bunch of... Uh, games, supplies, collectibles, things like that. So there's the gaming shop as well. That's a part of this on the main level. And then some seating. And then upstairs, they have a whole upstairs area with tables and couches and chairs and areas to just gather with your friends or play games. Right. Or and, if you're like me, I like to find a quiet corner and just kind of zone out if I'm working on yeah. something. Or So it's kind of for everyone. It, it, it really is. And so when I when I say it's a gaming cafe, I mean, people go... I don't play D and D like what doesn't matter. It's a, it's a super cool environment. And the uh, Matt and Aaron are both super, super nice people. And they also say, if you're someone who doesn't or hasn't gotten into Pokemon or dungeons and dragons or some of the different war games or the different things like that, that they, that they play. So they do uh, every night they do a different game night. And a lot of them are casual where if you are a very basic level of skill, they welcome you to come in. And they're also looking eventually at maybe doing, classes where you could learn how to play some of these games too so if you're interested or maybe you um like this often happens where maybe you have a, a friend a family member maybe a significant other that's into it but you have no idea and you don't you feel embarrassed being like i don't know anything about this you could learn on your own with one of these classes they're eventually going to offer can and you then, imagine how quickly you'd learn being surrounded by gaming nerds yeah well, so you just be inundated with all this information. So we use the nerds and some people think of that as kind of derogatory, but oh, they actually say, great. no, embrace your inner nerd. That's part of what we're all about. Be who you are, be quirky, be nerdy, be fun and come in and embrace all of that. Amen. And, and that's kind of the bit behind this place. So again, it's called the, the lock cafe and gifts. It's on uh, East 18th street. And there's a story in some photos. You can see it's a beautiful building. It's just a neat coffee shop by itself, but also they've got some extra stuff going on. You know, hats off to them for bringing something new to town. Yeah. And for going out on a limb and trying something new. Yeah. That can be scary. So. Absolutely. And so if you check out the photos, you can check out information, hours, all that stuff. It's all on our mobile app and website. 
uh, mixitaway.com. But really neat. And a shout out to Matt and Aaron for letting me come in and, and check it out. And uh, the mocha, by the way, the dark side mocha, Matt, he was he said, let me know if it's not okay. It was, it was okay. just fine. It was more than just <laughs> fine. Um, and by the way, they also, they uh, their coffee provider is Duluth Coffee Company. So they're they're leaning into the local vibe, not only themselves, but also locally sourcing some of their stuff, too. So thanks for um, sharing that story, Darth Vader. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> We're going to get music in from your boy, Morgan Wall and Nikki Yorn Moral coming up here at Mix It Away. Good morning. Mix 108 Morning Brew on Mix 108. Hey, it's Nick and Jen with you Wednesday morning. First day of summer. Thank the Lord, because it's going to be the first day of winter before we know it. I'm Hands sorry. up, celebrating. Wall. So. This is, I'm not, I don't actually believe this, but I, like a little piece of me jokingly or sarcastically will be like, well, you know what? After the 4th of July, summer's over anyway. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> I don't totally believe that because, you know, there's a lot of July. There's August, September's beautiful. And then I love fall. But like, when you think about it, after the 4th of July, it, it's gone <laughs> before you know it. It's hard for us as Minnesotans because our weekends get crammed with weddings. And yes. th- all of the events that we need to have during the year are crammed into three months. You're, you're trying to get everything in that you can, every spare moment you can, and then uh, before you know it, it's gone. Which in turn makes it fly by even faster. Exactly. Okay, so I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Because uh, we talked earlier about Morgan Wallen. We just got done playing a song of his a little bit ago. And there's an interesting phenomenon, not about his music. I mean, he's got the cross-genre thing going on. He's had multiple... Uh, pop crossover hits over the last couple of years. Obviously a huge success in the country music world right now. But something else that he's being a trendsetter with is his hair. And <laughs> I call it mullet mania. <laughs> mullet mania. So uh, uh. I wanted to have a conversation with somebody about this that's uh, of the female persuasion because I, it's not, I'm not a mullet guy myself. You Go figure. You good with a pretty, mullet <laughs> Thank you. you would. <laughs> Mullets were really hip back in the 90s. Sure, yeah. Um, it was like, it was a new fashion trend at that point, newer. Um, and so it's kind of resurrected itself. And I think that Morgan Mullen has a lot to do with that. Oh, he certainly does. So a little quick side note, my dad actually, it's it's a little bit more uh, reined in, but he had a bit of a mullet uh, for a number of years. Your so dad did? It's, it's in the jeans, yes. Do you have any pictures of it? I'll have to, if I can find some. <laughs> it's not, it's not like... Uh, super, super like Billy Ray Cyrus 1992 or anything like that. Yeah, but there's a little bit of thing going on there. Okay, so... So the thing about more, I mean, it's a hairdo, but there's a little bit of a heartwarming story behind Morgan's mullet. Okay, so there's, there's a story. A reason. Okay. Yeah. So he he was looking at some old wedding photos of his parents. Okay. And he said that his dad had a mullet during their wedding. I'm reading as Morgan Wallen quote. Okay. I just said, dang, dad, that looks kind of good. <laughs> I think I might try it. Thus, mullet mania was born. You know what's funny about this? So this was a number of months ago. I was getting my hair cut and, of course, visiting with the, the person who was cutting my hair. Your stylist. My my stylist. Yeah. And it's not like a person I go see all the time, but we know each other by name, you know, and uh, she comments about and she's a, she's a fan of Morgan Wallen's and her boyfriend. Actually, she was encouraging him to grow the hair out a little bit and he embraced it. Like He didn't fight it. But I was like, okay, question for you. What's the deal with, because it's like, it's not just like a, uh, a fashion thing for guys to be embracing it, but like the ladies love it right now. It's Morgan Wallen. What's going on with that? Because, I, I mean, people, it, 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 
people embrace it, but they also laugh about it. Like it's kind of a, okay. It's and a, then when you, excuse me, oh. when, when I know someone named Leo and okay. he had a mullet and people would be like, why don't you cut that off? Or isn't it time to get rid? And he was like, no, <laughs> just pr- like, don't come at me. With it's going to come back nonsense. again, folks. Yeah, and he recently got his hair cut and oh. the mullet went away, but it's, it's they're like protective over their mullets. Interesting. So the, the woman who, your hairdresser wanted yeah. him to grow, I can picture myself sitting on the couch just <laughs> lovingly stroking his hair. <laughs> it's just like Morgan Wallen's. Oh. Thank you, honey. Oh, man. That's, I don't know. But yeah, the, I mean, and what's funny is, so I made the comment and all of the women that were working there their all were turned. like, they were all like, yep, that is, a, that is a thing. And what's kind of funny is one of them used the phrase, that dirtbag mullet look, I which think- makes it sound unattractive, but apparently they all love it. Yeah. All of them love it right now. Yeah. So <laughs> let's embrace it. I guess so. Go I, mullet mania. I guess so. Good for you. I, it's not a hairstyle I, I have any desire to pull off. I'm going to work on that. Okay, well, good luck. We'll see how that goes. I'm going to find out your stylist's name and I'm going to pay her a visit. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, coming up, we're going to... Ch- Check into the Wednesday morning edition of the Toolbox. And also, uh, it's a hot one in the Northland. Uh, You've got some tips you're going to share with us on ways to stay cool. I do. And a lot of them aren't exactly what you might think, but they're uh, very beneficial and important. Looking forward to diving into those next hour here in Mixing Away. Good morning. Wednesday morning, morning brew, and we're digging into the Toolbox. We'll start off in beautiful Ohio. Uh, Pequa, Ohio, to be specific. A nearly 10-foot-tall Halloween decoration is causing concern for some in Ohio neighborhood after the new owner of the massive plastic werewolf, okay, which is what it is, received the they were so the owner received a notice to take it down. The owner, whose name is Mary Simmons, says that she bought the Halloween decoration last October but chooses to leave it up year-round. I think that's I mean people have those Sasquatch cutouts, yeah. Bigfoot whatever, why not? So she says, he's become kind of my house mascot. I kind of look at it as a security thing, too. Who wants to break into a house where there's a 10-foot-tall werewolf right outside? I know I wouldn't. <laughs> Point well made. I agree with that. Simmons also said that she just loves Halloween and actually dresses the werewolf, who she named Phil, for various seasons. So there's a picture in this news article I'm reading. He's wearing, like, a, a giant, she must have made it, a giant, like, American flag vest and pants. Awesome. It's seasonal, right? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's good. That's cool. Well, who did she get the notice to take it down the, from? Somebody f- filed a complaint and the city told her, sorry, you yeah, gotta... Just let people have their fun. Lauren loves Halloween. She does. She would, maybe we should get her a were- werewolf for Christmas. <laughs> I wonder how she'd feel about this. Uh, apparently, the next plan for this thing is they're gonna get it a big Hawaiian shirt and maybe some sunglasses. Yes! So that's that's the next and plan. And a straw hat. Uh, yeah, she goes, I'm a big horror fan, so I really don't, I really don't mind having in the neighborhood. And some, some neighbors actually agree with that sentiment. They're like, oh, it's not a big deal, but there are some that are not happy with it saying it's a Halloween decoration. It's June. Take it down. You can't please everyone. And what about, it becomes a landmark. You turn left by the werewolf and yeah. then you go up two more streets <laughs> and you were right there. <laughs> Uh, Simmons commented, there's no safety concerns. The decoration has stood strong through winter storms. It's fine. Who cares? Is it wrong that I want one? <laughs> Do you think Menards or somewhere carries those? We'll have to look around online and see if we can find one for you. Okay. We'll head to Florida now, Clearwater, Florida, where there was a, a drug bust that occurred, and the you'll never guess what was found during Drugs. this drug bust. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> you would guess that. <laughs> So the woman, there was a woman who was found uh, with some drugs and was, was arrested. And what they found with her in a bag, totally, I mean, give me a guess. What do you think it could be? Um, 
uh, cash, wads of cash. No. Uh, a rabbit. Raccoon. Oh, I was close. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Did you think of. I was going to say raccoon? I, I, I was rabbit. waiting for it. That's it didn't weird. happen. She had a raccoon in her bag? Yeah, so police were searching her belongings during a bicycle stop. And according to the Clearwater Police Department, the 43-year-old woman uh, was stopped while riding her bicycle. She didn't have lights on at night, and that was a safety concern. So they were going to stop and talk to her about that. While speaking with the police, um, she gave them a verbal consent to search her backpack. They found drug paraphernalia and some drugs. Not good. Nope. And then they also found the raccoon. Did she blame the raccoon for his drug addiction? <laughs> He's got it bad, guys. I'm really sorry. I'm trying to get him to quit. You know, if she was smart, she might have. She did not, however. The the critter was actually taken to a local uh, veterinary, like, rehabilitation center, and the woman was booked into jail. Well, dr- jail for drugs, but not for harboring a raccoon. No, not for the raccoon. Okay, good. It was, it was like- for the drugs. All so. right. Because the, the, the paraphernalia tested positive for meth. So it wasn't, it was, it was, it was like... Like the high end of things that are really just not great. Yeah. So she she got what what the law gave her, yeah. and then the raccoon is now healthy, safe, and, and yeah. eating people's garbage down the street. Exactly. <laughs> what, what sound does a raccoon make? I, I think uh, yeah, sure, we'll go with that. That's <laughs> that's amazing. That's, <laughs> that's the raccoon on meth. <laughs> Hopefully, the raccoon wasn't on meth. It's. 57 degrees downtown Duluth right now at the Mix Money Studios. And I learned something new about my uh, my new partner in crime, Jen, this morning. Uh, so the movie The Flash just came out last week. Turns okay. out you're The Flash. Uh, you forgot. <laughs> you left something in your office and you're gone and back within like a second. The best part about listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> I am so out of shape. Oh, uh, but I did. I made it quick. and I. That was uh, impressive. Yeah. yeah Where there's got- a will, there's a way. Nick. I, I need to get something out of my office. How long do I have? 30 seconds. Zoom. Gone back. Jeez. Oh, All right. Well, <laughs> so. My office isn't really far away. Yours would be a little more challenging to reach, but. Hey, good for you. That, yeah. that That's impressive. All right. So first day of summer officially. And while right near the lake isn't exactly scorching hot, we're seeing a lot of hot weather across the Northland to kind of welcome in summertime. And you have some tips on ways to stay I cool do. this summer. Uh, leaving my house today was 65. Okay. And that was, you know, pretty early. A while ago, yeah. I came down, the, the temperatures kept dropping and dropping this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely cooler by the lake uh, in this case. It's not always the case, but this time around. For sure. Um, after I just overexerted myself grabbing what I forgot, that's the first tip I want to give. If it's hot out and you're feeling it, don't overexert yourself. Don't get sweaty. Don't breathe hard like me and just uh, try to lay low a little bit. Don't uh, sprint for work. <laughs> if you can help it. Why are you in such good shape? Oh, my work is kind of demanding. Um, externally, ways that we can externally stay cool, um, have some cool beverages on hand okay. all the time some popsicles oh darn ice cream or cold salads oh. you know not something really hot and heavy it just sure. doesn't it doesn't feel good you shouldn't be in hot dish is what you're saying no no hot dish okay Have cold dishes <laughs> cold casseroles okay <laughs> um sometimes i like to put a wet towel around the back of my neck if it's really hot okay bring that temperature down a little bit i tie my hair up how does your beard treat you when it's hot does it bother you well, you'll notice it's not very long. It has gotten longer when it's not hot out, but that's fine. And, you know. It doesn't, no, no, no. You can hit the lake. You can hit the pool. You can hit the parks. Um, stay in the shade as much as possible. Um, I like to touch on internal things too. Okay. Um, well, I said the drinks, the popsicles, all of those things. But um, heat exhaustion is a real thing. Uh-huh. I had my CPR and first aid recertification on Monday. Okay. And they pretty much touched a lot on that. You know, tis the season. Right. Um, it's a real thing. It's kind of like hypothermia, but we're not as familiar with it because 
it's not as hot all the time. You don't it's think cold. about it here, but yeah. it can't happen. Hypothermia, people are like, oh, I know what that is, and I'm afraid of it. Well, heat exhaustion is just as real. Right. Um, plan ahead. In my training, they said if you're going to be out, you, let's use today and tomorrow as an example. Sure. If you're going to be out and you know it's going to be hot, um, I have a friend who works outdoors and the sun is beating on him and he's lifting heavy things and whatnot, plan ahead. Start hydrating now for tomorrow or the oh, next wow. day. Like okay. get that water in so that you you know your body can sweat and you and continue to replace it. So I I know that there are some people that go, "Well, I work outside. What do you want me to do?" And so my my parents that they do construction type stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up doing some of that and So did I. Their answer really? Yeah. Wow, interesting. Their answer to that was and of course there'd be, you know, situations where well, we're doing a roof this week and it's going to be 90 we start working when the sun comes up exactly. and we take a break in the middle of the day and then we go back at it until it was dark out or right. even after dark. After the temp struck. Yeah. yeah, you have to, like, what, what do they say? Make hay when it... How does that saying go? Make make hay when the sun shines? Yeah, I don't know. When it ain't I'm, raining? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> Again, don't overexert yourself. Wear some light clothing. Yes. Um, something that breathes a little bit. Short sleeves if you in can. In color and in texture. Correct. Yeah. Yes, light, white, light yes. colors. Um, yep. Some people are not going to like this one, but avoid alcohol. Oh, no. Sorry. What about my margarita? <laughs> it's cold, right? Cold no. beer. It, it kind of does the opposite because it oh, okay. dehydrates you. Right. Uh, and always wear sunscreen, no matter if it's hot out, cold out. Um, I have some friends who've dealt with some melanoma, and it's scary. Ooh, and I yeah. just would like to uh, PSA sunscreen, people. Well, and so even, and this is the thing that some people go, oh, even on a cloudy day, like even like if it's... Uh, Obviously, if it's like thunderstorms, probably not a huge threat. But like those those hazy days where you're like, oh, yeah, that should be fine. Well, you might be surprised. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing to do when it's too hot is just stay inside with my AC cranked <laughs> and just chill out. Keep my dogs cool. Keep myself cool. And uh, check on your pets. They mm-hmm. get hot, too. And uh, your elderly neighbors or friends. Sure. Sometimes they need to be checked in on. And is it safe to run your AC with all of this, like, you know, this Canada smokes and the Canada right, fires? Right. Uh, there's a great article on our website that lets you know how to navigate that. Excellent. So stay cool, my peeps. Love it. Lots of good information. And uh, or uh, the other alternative is if there's a little bit of a breeze from the right direction. Just sit right next to Lake Superior. Oh, that's like the greatest <laughs> tip of all. Oh, darn. I'm going to go sit by the beach or on yes. that lake walk or whatever. Yes. So I know that's one of my favorites because it's weird. There's times I'll go. I've been up on the North Shore. I'll be at like Gooseberry, for example, and kind of go down by the water. And you can feel like you're walking into a refrigerator. Even like 50 feet away, all of a sudden you walk into this wall of cold. It's weird. That is exactly how we over the hill people feel when we drive down down the big hill. You open your windows when you're in 88 at my house, let's say. Closer and closer you get, you just watch the the thermometer on my car drop, drop, drop. Yeah. It can be thirty degrees on any given day difference. So we're always like, let's go to the the um, the big pond, the AC. What do they? I don't remember what we call it up over the hill. God's AC or something like that. We just <laughs> head down the hill and towards towards that I've, big lake. I've seen plenty of those examples. I know earlier this about a month or so ago, I went down to the cities and uh, came back. It was like eighty four, and got to the way the wind was blowing. Got to about cloquet and it was like a switch got flipped that's one of the the marvels that anybody who lives around here knows that's a thing it's still even though i've lived here for a long time every time it always gets me it's, it's weird it's always ever changing oh interesting well good t- good tips love that music on the way for you soon we're going to hear from oh let's say metro boom and taylor swift and also some tips speaking of taylor swift if you're 
trying to avoid a situation like Taylor Swift uh, and her tour, her tour, trying to get tickets to the next big show. Got some tips for you. All right. Coming up here in Mix 108. It's 57 degrees downtown Duluth at the Mix 108 studios, and we just heard from Taylor Swift, the hottest show in the country this year. She's and, a big one. Yeah. And, of course, you know, I mean, everybody knows the story, the, the frenzy behind buying tickets initially back last fall when they went on sale. And, of course, resale tickets are going for thousands of dollars. There are people trying to scam people. It's a big deal. Yeah, Taylor was, like, in the national news when Ticketmaster crashed or whatever yes, crashed. And yes. it was like national news. People were mad. Well, they uh, want their there, tickets. This is a little bit higher level, the Taylor thing. But there's a lot of shows that are they're big shows. And uh, they can be hard to get tickets for, whether it's a big sporting event, a big concert, whatever the case may be. And so I was reading up on a, oh, <laughs> I was just like, I was in the queue forever for Morgan Wallen tickets, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> uh, well, that's okay. You just, it, it, just embrace it at this point. Thank you. <clears throat> so I was reading some tips from a, a expert. This is somebody from over in uh, London. So, but the rules are generally the same. Uh, so this person is a ticket buying expert or a music expert, if you will. And uh, so she offered a couple of pretty simple tips, but not everybody thinks about these. So the first thing that this person, this music journalist and ticket buying expert named Georgie Rogers says is you got to think of it kind of like a military operation where you got to have a plan ahead of time. Okay. And prepare. Uh, yeah, prepare and, and, and maybe involve some other people so it's not just you. So the first tip is consider what type of device you're using, your internet connection. Make sure you have a good internet connection. And, and she recommends using a tablet because apparently she's found the best success using a tablet over a laptop or a phone. I don't know why that is, but... Um Interesting. That's a little tip. So everybody's going to go out buying iPads and stuff. <laughs> Sales are going to skyrocket. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the next thing is do some recon on the venue beforehand so you're not trying to figure out where you want to sit ahead of time. Kind of know where the seats are, what the views are. I do that every time. I search the venue and then yes. I click on the seating chart. Sure. And like I do that, I, I do that more for when I'm, if I'm going to a sporting event, I'll try to figure it out. The good news is with most of those, you're not worried about like, I need to buy these right this second because I'm going to lose out if I don't. But that is the recommendation if there's a, if there's what's anticipated to be a popular show. Do some homework and know roughly where you want to sit so that way you're not trying to figure that out while you're going through the process. The final thing that that she suggests is um, team up with some friends or family members because if you're worried about getting some tickets, it's kind of like a lottery in some respects. And so if you involve more people, your odds are better of getting some tickets. That makes so sense. The, the trick then is to make sure they're trustworthy so they don't end up buying the tickets <laughs> and then being like, sorry, you're not going. <laughs> I couldn't get through. <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, so I think simple things, things that I know some people talked about doing with the Taylor show and some other shows, but if you've not thought about that, some tactics to employ. Uh, so there were some statistics that came along with this story. 53% of people that attend concerts, sport events, say that they've missed out on a big event they've really dreamed of being a part of because of uh, waiting in a queue or in their internet connection died or That's they were bumped half. out. That's a large amount of people for some event or concert at some point in time. See, I um, live rurally and oh, my internet sure. is not the greatest. It, yep. it gets me by, but the minute more than two or three people hop on my internet, it's like, yep. um, so I could see myself if I were desperate for whoever's, whomever's coming to town. Nobody's going on the internet. I would be, well, I would actually drive into town oh, and okay. sit at, you know, a coffee shop or something and just be. <laughs> You're going to be sitting here at work 10 o'clock in the morning. Usually it seems like 10 o'clock in the morning is when tickets go on sale. Hold on. I need a half hour. In my office. Close it 
Oh, I'd be. Oh. I was going to say I would be at Amsoil sleeping overnight for tickets, but that's not a thing anymore. Well, yeah. That's I mostly... did that back in the day. Back in my day, we used to show up the night before, sleep overnight. Do you miss that, by the way? Because I know some people, that was kind of a big thing. It was kind of a like a community It's camaraderie. Thing. You know, yeah, you get together. The, and As long as everybody in line respects their place in line. Otherwise, oh. all it's, stuff's going to hit the fan really quick. Sure. Uh, I do miss that. It's okay. the whole, it's the, you make an event out of it. Right. Uh, it's kind of like... You know, Black Friday shopping. You're standing in yeah. line with all these people. You're all there for the same reason. You're happy. You're you're excited. Right. Uh, it's a fun way to. Uh, I'm all about relationship building, and I love people. Sure. So you're all there for the same reason. You've got that one thing in common, and you just go for it. So yeah, oh, I miss that. Let's bring it back. Let's have like. <laughs> well, so it's funny you mentioned that because so in this same survey that was done related to buying tickets, um, they found that 62 percent of people involved in you know the interest people having interest in concerts and sporting events and stuff like that, over half say that buying tickets online is way too hard. I don't agree. Do you think it's pretty easy? Yeah, once you do it once, you know how to do it. Right. And that could be another thing you figure out ahead of time. Download the app, um, right. play around in it. And well, and so another thing, and this is where something that I, if you're not savvy enough to know, because there are a lot of people that, that do these special fan pre-sales and stuff like that, or you need to sign up as like a verified, like the Taylor Swift thing, signing up as a verified fan, going through a process ahead of time. If you don't, that's where I could see people being like, this is complicated. That sounds complicated. Yeah, and, but it, going through those steps could give you better odds of getting the tickets you're looking for too. So, And I'm not that tech savvy. You sure. are <laughs> very much so. Like I thought I was okay. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much to learn. So even me being not that tech savvy, sure. you can figure it out. I don't, I don't think it's, it's particularly difficult, but if you, if there are extra hoops to jump through for the fan verification or going through some of these things to get a pre-sale. If you're really trying to get those tickets early, I can see where some people be like, I don't get it, mm -hmm. you know, or Too there's much work or there's exactly, or there's the people that have never bought tickets digitally before. And they're used to, like you said, just going to the box office and basically saying, here, give me my tickets. There's something very strange about walking up to the ticket counter with your phone and they just, yeah. oh, they scan it. Cause I'm old school. You had those tickets and right. I liked them for souvenirs too. You know sure. what I mean? Put, I might have an autographed picture or two of some just people gotta, I love. And then you put the tickets with the picture <laughs> and then you frame it and it's kind of, but I'm a music nerd. Big sure. time, so that's just my thing. Rethink your collectibles now. That's all. Just got to buy a t-shirt or something. Ooh. Yeah. Thanks for the permission. <laughs> Go for it. Enjoy. Uh, music on the way for you soon from Dean Lewis, Justin Bieber, and we're all coming up here at Mix It Away. Good morning. 8.15 on a Wednesday morning. It's 58 degrees downtown Duluth at the Mix It Studios, and I had no idea this was something that you could actually get a legal citation for, but now I know. And uh, courtesy to one of the other folks here at the station fessing up and telling the story. So... Uh, <laughs> Basically, the, the story stems from a recurring incident between somebody um, and a neighbor, basically, just being exchanging unpleasantries from time to time. And it was mostly the neighbor. And I, I'm only I'm, I don't want to interpret the story, the story, because I don't know the neighbor's side of the story. I only know the story of the person who works here that wrote this on our website. Sure. Um, but apparently the neighbor was unfriendly and would often like say mean things and swear at the guy that works here. And so eventually he snapped and he admits it's not a proud moment, but he gave him, gave him the bird. <laughs> he flipped it. Yeah. And so anyway, what, what ended up happening was the, uh, 
over the course of these little little skirmishes, the cops got called. He ended up, both of them got a citation. The one guy for swearing at him, the other guy, the guy that the, our, our, our co-worker for giving the bird. Wow. They both got tickets? They both got a, a misdemeanor citation. Did that put out the fire between the two of them? Well, I think that was the goal. Okay. Um, but that I was just shocked to learn that that could be a thing. Yeah. I didn't, so, th- I would have never. Yeah. What never did they call that? that? Well, and so... Uh, Swearing in public? <laughs> attacking another? So basically what ended up happening was... Um, how did he word this here? Disorderly conduct. Okay. Was 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 the actual like citation from the officer. Man, I'm, I might have an, a glove box full of those. <laughs> if, <laughs> if I knew... Uh, yeah, I get angry sometimes while driving, but I don't like lash out. I just... You, right. you know, I shake my fist or internally, not like I don't attack people because right. I get scared that they're going to retaliate because sure. that's a real thing. I've watched oh, yeah. a movie it, one time. I don't remember. Oh, it was like a road rage movie. Oh, you know what I'm talking yeah, about, don't I can't you? Think it was, of it, it was yeah, very yeah. recently. But anyway, uh, it's a real thing. I've experienced it. Uh, almost got into a bad accident one time because someone was mad at me and I didn't think Ugh. I did anything wrong. But that's sure. my observation. Um well, and that's the thing, like everybody thinks that they, whatever they did was right, even though they might not. Like I've been in a vehicle with people who very, very, very much did the wrong thing, mm-hmm. but you don't want to challenge them on that because they thought they were in the right. And even if they know they were wrong, they want to defend themselves yeah. and feel like they were in the right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, to finish this, this little story up. So basically the officer was pretty cool about the situation describing, well, here's why I'm giving this to you. And it was basically, like I said, to, like creating a public disturbance between the, you know, the, the one person offering vo- v- verbal vulgarities and yeah. then the other, you know, so back and forth. That's why, that's how it was described. So um, in the right situation, apparently that's the thing. I kind of guessing that the, the officer was probably like, okay, he could verbally warn them mm-hmm. and let it go. Right. But by giving them the tickets, I wonder if he said, all right, we're putting this fire out because well, I have better things. I have bigger fish to fry. I, I feel like there was, well, there is a, there is a history there and that's, there's, there's an ongoing, apparently there are other, there's a record of other <laughs> instances between these people. So get yeah. over it. Yeah. So I didn't know that was possible, but just so you know, that is, I mean, it's not, it's not a guarantee. So if someone makes but, you angry in traffic, don't. Give them the bird. Just shake your fist. <laughs> it's kind I, of the so same. My, my best recommendation is, and I try to live by this advice too, is just to ignore it. I mean, like I said, you're not, even if somebody who made a wrong decision in traffic is wrong, like, and, and is very wrong, you're never going to convince them. Even if you sit down and visit with them, like they're going to be, they're going to, you know, to the death be like, no, I was, you, you were the one who was wrong in your you're absolutely lane right. change or whatever. Or you so. can just run them off the road and then you die, but that doesn't <laughs> well, work. <laughs> that seems a little drastic. Um, but I, so I have a, a story from earlier this year and a similar type of situation. So I was leaving a gas station and I uh, was backing out of the parking spot because I, I wasn't getting fuel. I was, I went inside to grab some snacks. Like coffee or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so I back out of my parking spot and I'm driving toward the exit. And as I'm driving out and going very slowly, like I literally had just put my vehicle into drive, okay. was just starting to move and somebody started backing up and oh. I was like, oh, yep. shoot. Ah. So I mean, I lock up the brakes and I tap the horn so they didn't keep coming because they didn't, it, it seemed as though they hadn't looked. So yeah. I was just thinking, hey, neighborly gesture looking up for me and you here, going to mm-hmm. hit the horn. I'm well, here, basically. They apparently interpreted that as me like giving them the audible bird. Yeah. And uh, so I you know, got out of their way 
and they like pulled up to the stoplight near the gas station and were like giving me gestures like I did something to them. But did you just look at him and? Well, and that basically, I looked and I, I smiled and like I'm having this thought because, like you said, you, like it's rare, but occasionally people do wild things. Like they'll follow you after something like this happens, and so I was just like I, I waved and then I just kind of looked forward for a little bit and waited for an opportunity to turn and I got out of there. <laughs> like, Help! I'm out. Yeah, I uh, had an instance once where someone lashed out on me with their road rage. And almost caused a really bad accident. Jeez. And I had a friend's kid with me. Um, I got shaky and I started to tear up. Um, and I actually had to pull over because I was so, the, the adrenaline burst that I got mm -hmm. exhausted me instantly. And I pulled over and just gathered myself and was like, that was scary. Never again. I mean, I didn't do anything to provoke it. So it's like, you just don't know. If someone right. reacts to you, reacting back is not probably. Right. It's it, it Again, it can be tough in the moment, but like I said, I, I personally try to live by the, the motto of, you know what, never going to convince them otherwise. They think they did the right thing. I'm just going to let them continue. Yeah, wave and smile. <laughs> yep. Just let them do their thing. <sighs> so anyway, learn something new about uh, all that today. You can actually read a little more of the actual story on our website, Mobile App, if you want to get a little bit more of the background, but I just didn't know that was a possibility. Keep no, I do. your birds to yourself. There you go. <laughs> Good advice. Music on the way from Pink, The Kid Leroy, and Justin Bieber, and uh, an interesting, wild story about something that you might not think about happening on a roller coaster that happened recently, and I have a, a, a related story. I'll share that coming up here in Mix It Away. Good morning. So there's a, a video and a story that's getting a little attention online. This happened over in the United Kingdom where there were some people on a roller coaster ride. It looks kind of like, you know, that mousetrap ride? It, it looks <laughs> kind of like It's called the Mad that. Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> So they're on this ride and it's raining and they stopped the ride uh, due to what they called adverse weather. And so there's video that shows people getting off of the ride and climbing down. You know, there's there's like stairs and ladders on all these rides. Safety measures. They're sure. using them to get off the ride and get down okay. to the ground. That doesn't sound so bad. And so there are some people that are like, why why would you do that? Why would you make these people use this? Why, what are you doing? And there's other people that are pointing out the fact that what's standard procedure? It's a safety procedure. Um, just to get them down quickly, safely, rather than finishing the ride. And if nothing else, getting pelted in the face with rain. Yeah. I don't see any lightning in the video, but it was, the weather was bad enough. They felt they needed to stop the ride. But I saw this and saw the fact there was a lot of conversation about it online. And I was reminded of a story from when I was in high school at Valley Fair. Okay. Uh, we did a summer trip. Bunch of, it was a, like an actual school organized trip. Took a couple buses down. We're having fun. Hot June day. And me and a buddy of mine who was not a big roller coaster fan, but was willing to go on some rides and we're sitting next to each other on Wild Thing. It was yeah. early years of Wild Thing <laughs> and we had gone on it a few times and it was getting toward the end of our day there because we were going to leave at like five or whatever. Okay. And it's getting toward the end of the day and there's a storm, like a big thunderstorm building just off to the west from the park. And we're on our way up, and we didn't really realize it was there, but we're on our way up, and then we stop right at the top. So that's, let's paint the picture for those of whom who ha have not been to Valley Fair. It's a very steep incline, as uh -huh. most roller coasters, and it goes, chuk, chuk, yeah. chuk, chuk, and it like cranks you all the way, and then they pause at the top, and you're like on top of the world. You see the whole park. It's one of it's the beautiful. tallest things there. Yeah. <laughs> so I imagine getting to the top, you're like, whoa, you're right by the clouds. Yeah. There's a storm. So we're just sitting there and I'm looking around. Initially, we're just looking around like, oh, this is kind cool. of interesting that we're stopped. And then I look behind us and then I realize there's a storm there. And I'm like, oh, well, hopefully they, they, 
either tell us what to do or let us loose one of the two because we're locked into place and we're just You're sitting like, here. Just do something. Yeah. And so my buddy's just panicking. Like he didn't say anything, but I could tell he was getting a little bit worried about mm-hmm. the situation because we're hundred some or more feet off the ground. I don't know what the height is at the highest You're part. You're basically but at the worst spot you could be. Yeah. We're, we're the tallest thing for a little while and uh, we're at the top of this and we're like at the very front of the car. Uh, of the of the, I was going to ask that already. The front seats. The I see. I will pick a different spot every time. I don't have a preference, but we were toward the front, and so he's starting to get nervous, and I'm like, I'm trying to talk him down. Like it's cool, it's going to be fine. Like they're they're aware of this, and we didn't just stall. Right. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, they made the decision. Then apparently, after a quick huddle down, as the as the people running the ride decided what to do. They sent us over the edge. They let her fly. We we went, <laughs> and we're going, and we're going, and we're, I mean, at its peak, that's one of the things they brag about. If you've never been on it before, you get up to speeds of like 70 miles an hour, right? In an open car, that's fast. It is. So you're cruising along, and all of a sudden, that cloud gets close enough where it starts raining. Uh-huh. So we're getting pelted in the face with rain at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> it had to feel like hail at that point. It was a little uncomfortable. Oh. But thankfully, we got we got to the finish, which, of course, is covered. Yep. And we were all, you know, soaking wet and pelted in the face with rain. But then it was like... Well, that was that was kind of fun. I don't ever want to do that again. But I that didn't was, think this was a water ride. Yeah, but kind of a similar situation because I was actually looking because he was like, "Are we gonna have to use that ladder?" Because he was, I think, starting to come to the realization that he was gonna have to look down this like graded ladder down to the fact that we're like Boy, up high yeah, yeah. and he's gonna have to climb down, and he was not comfortable with that. And I don't have a fear of heights. I have a, I have a firm respect for heights, is what I okay, say. Okay, that's smart. Um. So yeah, I was a little bit concerned, but that that was a similar type of situation. Just we finished the ride. Ooh, <sighs> imagine that though. Lightnings, they have to yes. because of I mean your steel cars get yeah. zapped with lightning, and yeah. you got a bunch of fried riders. <laughs> yeah, that would not be good. So and there's that's a part of any any park's got a policy on that type of stuff. So there's there's safety measures. They know what they're doing. Jen's but, quick scary ride story. My yes. youngest son and I were in a car on the zipper okay. at the Carlton County Fair when he was smaller. This was years ago. He was probably four or five, sure. pretty small. And the lap bar came down and we're all good on the ride. And during the ride, the zipper goes around and around yep. up in an upward fashion. And so do your cars. So your cars are spinning right. while your ride is spinning. It's just a lot of motion. And my lap bar let loose. And that created a situation where my son could have slipped out underneath and gone like uh, landed on the other it would have been horrible so i like brought my leg up wrapped it around him i'm bracing myself against the zipper (sighs) and i'm like just hang on buddy we're good uh it'll get fixed later hang on to mom's leg i was trying to be as cool as i could right and we the ride stopped and i got off and i was like uh the lap bar doesn't work on car number 17 (laughs) we ran away and i never have zippered again yeah, the, the one and only time I did the zipper was after some beer and cheese curds at, oh. at the at the deck during the Thomas Carnival. No, it's fun times, but yeah, I, I ended up leaving that one. That was the last ride of the night for me. I didn't throw up, but I was not feeling well. No, and you, some of those rides, the grease zerks are all crusty and yeah. corroded and old yeah. and rusty. You're like, dear Lord, please keep me safe. This nah. is supposed to be fun. Nah, it was fine. Just didn't feel very well oh, at the, the end of it. the cheese curds on a mm. roller coaster. No. Beer, yeah, beer and fried food and then... <laughs> Rides. Yeah. Good. I was a smart individual. <laughs> Music on the way for you. Was? Po- oh, thank you. <laughs> Post Malone, Ed Sheeran, and Moral coming up here at Mixing Away. Good morning. So neither you nor I are necessarily afraid of snakes. I rather enjoy them, to be honest. Okay. See, I. 
it, to me, like the only time I'd be freaked out by a snake is if if it was uh, a poisonous one that was actively threatening me. Oh yeah, if we if we don't have rattlesnakes nor cobras, no boa constrictors. We're not threatened by them. I think so that I don't. I, I, right. I enjoy them. I'll hold them if someone's got one, sure. or if I'll catch okay. one in my yard, a little garter snake. <laughs> I will. I think they're cool. Fair enough. So there's a story out of. Uh, Part of, we'll call it northern Wisconsin, I would say central Wisconsin, Chatech area, so north of Eau Claire, between the Twin Ports and Eau Claire, where there was a a pretty large snake. The county sheriff's office had to come in. They they helped out in getting this thing. So what happened is um, there's a pet owner that owned this thing. It looks like it's 10 feet long. Yeah. I don't know. It, it doesn't say what kind of snake it is, and I'm not a snake expert, so I'm not certain. Sure. Um, but it's big. Uh, so anyway, they shared a Facebook post that said, the other night deputies were requested to residents in Chatech for a report of a giant snake that had escaped the residence and was out on the roof. How did he know the snake was on the roof? Well, that's a good question. doesn't really say. Uh, so they say we, we think the description was basically, the, the, they used the word giant when they called it in. Mm-hmm. They felt like that was an understatement because it looks like it's at least 10 feet long. Uh, they, the, the department said upon arrival, deputies were able to utilize some tools to retrieve the giant nope rope and secure it. A nope rope. That's cute. <laughs> uh, they say we won't judge the people's choice of pets, but we're pretty sure most people living in northwestern Wisconsin would generally try to avoid jungle monsters like this. <laughs> You'd think so. <laughs> so uh, at the end of the post that they shared, they basically said thank you to the officers that responded uh, and also... Um, uh, the the ability to keep this uh, this snake from roaming the streets in Wisconsin. Can you imagine that <laughs> driving around. There's a big ten foot snake just slithering, just cruising, or hanging yeah. from a tree. If it was on the roof, it could reach a tree and then just hang from the tree. Right. Imagine that falling on you. Yeah, like that around. would be a ah! little little much. I'm not afraid of snakes, but that would be a, a thing. That would, that would be, be a fear. Yeah. So I it, I it doesn't say what kind of snake it is. However, so. Apparently in snakes, and, and specifically in Barron County where this happened, um, you're not allowed to have venomous or constricting snakes. So pretty much everything? So <laughs> most snakes, that, right. I mean, like a, like you said, garter snake would be a, an option maybe you could have as a pet. Um, there are some other varieties too. But speaking of those types of snakes, which are native to this area, garter mm-hmm. snakes. Um, so we were, as a family, up on a, a camping trip to Voyagers National Park. Okay. I was maybe, I don't know, 12 years old. And... We were camping as a part of this camping and fishing trip. And my mom was uh, like rinsing off some stuff, some dishes by the lake in a little tub. Sure. Uh, and probably like a three or four foot long garter snake came cruising up on her. That's a big Pretty one. Pretty big for, for one of those. Snake, yeah. And my mom is a little, not like scared to death, but a little creeped out by she snakes. She doesn't enjoy them. <laughs> so she was in a little tub, was washing some, uh, by right by the water, was washing some silverware. So she had a fork in her hand. She saw the snake. The fork went flinging into the lake. <laughs> so there's a fork somewhere along the shoreline. <laughs> I thought you were going to say she stabbed no, the snake no, with no. the fork. <laughs> and we had it for dinner over the fire. Mm, Survival. <laughs> yummy. Now, we, we had plenty of fish that trip, if I remember right. I could just see your mom at this, the, the shoreline. Oh, in the, oh, 100%. Yeah. So we, they, they had to buy, you know, because my mom was like, well, that we're not one fork less of a full set. So she had to <laughs> get that fixed. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, even, even in Northern Minnesota, we don't have the poisonous ones natively. If, if you're not a snake person, they can get kind of big. Yeah. So. 
There you go. And they have babies too. I've witnessed they, that a little yes. baby garter snake little nest. Ones. That kind of creeped me out. They were really quick, little, and slithery. Oh. Not a fan. Oh, okay. So you do have some boundaries when it yeah, comes to snakes. Too many, too fast, and too, you know, it gets all squiggly and like, sure. the, like the snake pit in Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's yep, good gross. call. No. I was actually super quick, and then we'll, we got to move on here, but I was uh, out for a walk at, at Patterson Park here a couple weeks ago, and there was a snake just crawling along the side of the trail. Initially, I didn't know what it was, but it was pretty decent size. And I just kind of out of reaction of what is that? Mm-hmm. Like, jumped a little bit. And then I looked in the weeds and realized pretty decent size. Not not the three or four foot long one, sure. but it was pretty decent size. Did you pick it up? I did not. Oh. I See, just I let it do its thing. That's nice of you. I, I looked at it. I waved. Hi, little buddy. What's up, snake? All right, coming up here a little bit, we're going to kick off your workday 80 minutes, commercial-free, all fueled by Quick Trip. It's all going to start off with your throwback song of the day here in Mix and Wake. Good morning.